Hello, and welcome to the Joy Lutheran Church podcast, a podcast of the weekly sermons. Here at Joy, we believe we are called to experience faith, know love, and share joy with all people for the sake of this world God loves. We are glad you are here. Let's listen. Hello, this is the podcast for Joy Lutheran Church for March 27th, 2022. This is intern Kristen Boland, and our reading for today will be from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 15, verses 1 through 3, and 11b through 32. The Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus. And the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. There was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that will belong to me. So he delivered his property between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered all he had and traveled to a distant country. And there he squandered his property in dissolute living. When he had spent everything, a severe famine took place throughout that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him to the fields to feed the pigs. He would gladly have filled himself with the pods that the pigs were eating, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired hands have bread enough and to spare? But here I am, dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. So he set off and went to his father. But while he was still a far way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. Then the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, Quickly, bring out a robe, the best one, and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. And get the fatted calf and kill it, and let us celebrate and eat. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now the elder son was in the field. And when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the slaves and asked what was going on. He replied, your brother has come and your father has killed the fatted calf because he has got him back safe and sound. Then he became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and began to plead with him. But he answered his father, listen, for all these years, I have been working like a slave for you and I have never disobeyed your command. Yet you have never given me even a young goat so that I may celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came back, who had devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. 
Then the father said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice, because this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace and peace to you. My heart is heavy today. There's a lot of pain right now. I know many of you are carrying heavy burdens today as well. During our Lenten season, we have been talking about the balance of being good enough, just as we are also acknowledging our brokenness and our need for grace. Today's gospel reading speaks this grace into so many of the places where we are hurting. We hear about terrible mistakes being forgiven, the lost being found, relationships being restored, and mercy which is enough for everyone. Many of you know I worked as a mental health therapist for Polk County for many years. During that time, what I consistently found most life-giving was serving on our treatment court. Treatment courts are premised on the belief that if people can maintain sobriety, they can live healthy and productive lives, crime-free. Most people agree with this premise, yet treatment courts are controversial for one really big reason. In order to qualify to participate in a treatment court, a person must be convicted of a felony-level crime connected to their drug or alcohol addiction. The individual who has been found guilty of committing a serious crime is then allowed into a program where they enter intensive treatment in the community instead of going to prison. For some people, treatment court is a lifeline. Participation in the program means treatment for what are often lifelong mental health struggles and very serious drug and alcohol addictions. People hold jobs, obtain legal driver's licenses, rent or own their own homes, and repair broken relationships, many for the first time in their lives. And they do these things instead of sitting in prison for years. On the other hand, some point out that allowing convicted felons to avoid prison time is not justice served. They ask what is the motivation to be law-abiding if people are able to break the law without harsh consequences. This brings me back to today's gospel. Jesus paints a picture of a family wrestling with these very same issues. Forgiveness and grace versus justice and punishment. Let's start with an examination of the wayward brother. His first bad behavior was the request of half of the inheritance. Now, the biggest problem with this request is that his father is actually still alive. How do you inherit something before someone has died? You don't. The very definition of inheritance includes at the death of the previous holder. This idea that he is entitled to half of what his father owns is stinking thinking at its best. Stinking thinking is what we are doing when we operate in lies, assumptions, and wishes instead of the truth. Well, for some reason, 
Jesus tells this story in such a way that the father goes along with this unusual request. The second bad move on the part of the wayward son is packing up all of his inheritance and going off alone. This break from his support system leads to all kinds of unhealthy living, which ultimately leads to this son living in destitute poverty. Dare we say he has hit rock bottom? Starving and alone, he begins to wonder if he will ever crawl out of this pit he has made for himself. However, I also want to point out that this brother is blessed for a couple of reasons. For one, he has a good past to remember. I met someone once who put this into perspective for me. He said, in order to be in recovery, you have to have known a life to which you can recover. He continued by saying, I'm not in recovery. I'm in discovery. I'm just learning what it means to live like this. Some people have never known sober, healthy living. Many people in our world today grow up in chaos and trauma. They reach adulthood without a stable foundation from which to launch. So the son already has an advantage over many. He has lived a life to which he can strive to recover. Secondly, he's blessed because he actually has a family to which he can return. Again, this is more than many in his situation can claim. With this hope of recovery of some semblance of normalcy, he returns to his family, hoping to be forgiven enough to be allowed to work as a servant. The righteous brother, on the other hand, has taken the high road in life. He has denied short-term pleasure in exchange for the promise of the good things to come. Jesus gives us the impression he has been a diligent son, dedicated to his father in spirit and in work. We get the impression this arrangement has worked out well for him. He has worked hard, followed his father's commands, and waited for his inheritance. This has probably not always been an easy road for him. Doing the right thing while others get away with bad behavior can lead to a buildup of resentment. We see when the older brother says, Listen, for all these years I have been working like a slave for you and I have never disobeyed your command. Yet you have never given me even a goat so that I may celebrate with my friends. This son has performed the right actions. But now we see that his heart is clouded with jealousy, bitterness, and anger. His mind is set on justice. Living this way has not set him up to welcome home his wayward brother. He is not overflowing with grace and mercy. Jesus makes another interesting move in this parable. He plays on the terms son and servant. The younger son returns home, hoping to be welcomed as a servant. Instead, his father gives him a robe, shoes, and a ring, symbols of belonging to the family. To the older brother's statement that he has been working like a slave, the father replied by reminding him of his place in the family. Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. The lines between family and servant are blurry. Belonging sometimes feels like serving. 
In both Matthew and Mark's Gospels, Jesus tells the disciples that if one wants to be the greatest, that one must be the servant of all. Martin Luther gives us language for this too. He says that we are so completely set free by the grace of God that we are freed to serve others. Now here's the rub. There's a party going on inside for the brother who does not deserve it. This is a celebration of forgiveness, love, grace, and mercy. And Jesus leaves us hanging. We don't know if the elder brother goes into the party. What does this story mean for you today? Do you see yourself as the wayward son? Or the righteous brother? Or maybe the parent? What is the brokenness you need to have healed today? Know this. Just like the Father in this parable, God's love, forgiveness, mercy, and grace are freely offered to all. There is nothing you or I can do, and therefore nothing you or I or anyone else needs to do to earn it. It matters not if you have always stuck around and done the right thing, or if you have wandered far away. God comes out to meet you in your brokenness and shame, or in your righteousness and anger. Whether you are the youngest child, the oldest child, or somewhere in between, whether you think you deserve it or not, God comes to you with outstretched arms, welcoming you in. Come and enjoy the party. Come and eat the feast which is prepared for all. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Here at Joy, we are committed to living out our faith in love, joy, and service to our neighbors and the world. You can learn more about Joy Lutheran Church by visiting our website, joylutheranwi.org, or on Facebook, Instagram, or in person at the Joy Building, located on Highway 35 in Centuria, Wisconsin. We look forward to being with you again next week. Go in peace.